Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome, welcome. Happy Fat Tuesday. Happy Fat Tuesday. There's all kinds of names. We don't have any beans. Do you have any beans? I'm kind of dumb. What is Fat Tuesday mean? Yeah. I've taken offense to that name. Um. It's it's the uh, right before the hiatus of for Lent. You're going to give up something. So the idea is to get quote unquote fat. Or let me, let me, let me. Yeah. To live in gluttony for one day before you have to to participate in um, abstaining from things. (laughs) Something of your choosing. Yeah. So So they got a holiday for everyone then. Yes. This is more like a week long expedition. What's my holiday? It is. They have the whole week off. You already said Fat Tuesday. I I take offense to that statement. (laughs) You said. I'm just gonna keep saying it over and over every time you say Fat Tuesday. <laughs> What's my holiday? Tell us. I feel my like wedding. that would be set up. Yeah, yeah. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> your wedding. Yes, July second. July second. <laughs> Which everyone who's watching this is invited to. <laughs> Oops. <Ooh>. Y'all got. <laughs> You're invited to send Sam beautiful thoughts, well wishes, and lots of money, and lots of money. Yeah. Hey, you're invited to like buy his like gift registry stuff and all that. Go go ahead for that. <laughs> I love it. No, you're not going to the wedding. But... Yeah, no. <laughs> I have to look at that. There's some nice stuff on there. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked yet. Yeah. Um, we're sharing this, right? Yeah. We're sharing we're, Mm-hmm. What are we talking about today? We're talking about ego. We're talking about yeah. ego. Unmasking the ideas that ego. we have adapted to through our history about negatively about ego and really recognizing it serves a purpose and it's not negative or positive. It just is. So we're going to talk about different aspects of ego. Should I take my mask off now? And un- ask yourself, I don't know, what's your ego say? <laughs> Hello. All right, so uh, what is, let's, I'm going to really quick ask a question. I mean, ego, ego can be, I, I have my teeth. Right there, that's ego. Um, so uh, ego can be a lot of things. There's a psychological textbook definition that you'll get, you know, when you delve into Freud and Jung and all of that good stuff. Um, what are we defining ego as in this uh, situation? Um, I would like to think of it as uh, what what you allow yourself. So your personality, but on the same note, what you allow the world to see who you are. Um, and your personality. I like to think of it as the mediator between the good side of you, the perceived good side of you, and the perceived bad side of you. So whatever you put in, your ego is going to reflect that. If you want the real terms, but the mediator between the it and the superego. Mm-hmm. 
What about the shadow, though? You know, he plays a role in all that, too. <laughs> We're mixing our Jungian and Freudian concepts now. We are, we are now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm more with Sam, um, even though I'm a Freudian skeptic. Um, ego is sort of what is right tiny, right below the surface, and sort of what filters all of the inside stuff into outside stuff. So it's how you present yourself to the world, um, pretty much how you want to be seen. And it's what filters your actions essentially for the rest of reality to, um, you know, sort of take on. So that's the, I guess, more scholarly definition of ego. But when we talk about ego, we say we say things like, "Oh, you're letting your ego take over, exactly, or you're being much. egotistical," uh, which is another way to say self-centered. So, it's essentially what you think of as the self. Well, I think that yes, that's that's a very good point. It's uh, being self-centered. It's not only self-centered but insecure, which is all self-oriented, uh, very much so. So. Um, but that's sort of what we're delving into is a lot of times in our society and our it's ego is seen as this sort of negative aspect of people. Um, and I know even myself, I'll be like, well, that's ego right there. And it's a way for me to sort of check myself and go, okay, wait, right now you got to stop being, that's you being egotistical or, or you know, insecure is really what it comes down <coughs> to time. I think, um, mm-hmm. uh, and there's so I mean that 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 concept of what ego is is also very much ingrained is what is it for our society what is it for in our day to day how do we see ego in others how about that how do we see ego in others yeah. how does the ego present in others like from an outside perspective it's usually the snap reactions to things that are said, things that are done, things that they don't necessarily agree with. And it's that reaction that sometimes people step back and they're like, oh, wow, that that wasn't me. Like what you said, Brooke, oh, that's ego. That's me. That's not necessarily the best version of myself in that moment. So and there was, there's more I wanted to add, but I'm going to like... That- Real Step back. into that, but turn it to positive. Turn it to a positive ego expression versus something that our insecurity or our fears. What's a positive way ego works in that same similar space? A positive way the ego works in that sense is when you take into account that the ego is meant to, is coming up to protect you from a perceived threat. Whether or not it is, it's rising up there because it's sending the message to your nervous system that something just does not agree with the situation. If you can take the time to slow down and not just say, I need to keep my ego down, but instead look and say, all right, what are you trying to protect me from? That's a positive manifestation of your ego because even if the reaction is not good, the, I don't want to say filtration, but the vetting of what that ego is saying, hey, something's wrong here. That's a healthy expression of it, albeit much longer. Mm-hmm. So a, a saving, a, a safety, a recognition of danger coming and, 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 a, and a reaction to danger. Ego saves the day in that space. 
But how about in an everyday, normal, non-reactionary um, space, non, um, what, how does ego show up? What? Well, I'm gonna, I've got, uh, so, I mean, ego shows up, I think every day you can say that when we get up, we get ready, we brush our hair, we put ourselves together, we make sure we're presenting ourselves, putting our best foot forward. A lot of folks could say that's an expression of ego, right? Why do we do that? Because we want we want maybe people to take us seriously. We want uh, to to be successful uh, in knowing that we exist in a society that that and that people innately judge, innately uh, categorize. I'm not gonna say judge because I'm I'm not opposed to judgment, um, but uh, but they categorize They're based on your look, based on your exterior, based on the way you act, speak, behave you are gonna probably quickly be deemed as one thing or another by another human being. And so we put ourselves together and you could say that's our ego um, in order to succeed. I mean, some to do it to succeed, some do it to rebel, some do it to, you know, whatever it may be uh, in any given situation. And that it can be considered an expression of ego. Uh, I think in, in like the simplest and most cartoony of terms, you know, when we think ego maniacal, we think of like Johnny Bravo kind of dude with, big chin and like perfect Ooh, hey how's it going like, Ma. Uh, that's fantastic <laughs> you know Bravo doesn't train leg beauty and um, the beast what was the character the um the well, one the beast character? was egotistical that's why he was turned into a beast uh because right, but that there's another character in there that wanted to marry bell what was his name oh Gaston. i love oh. Gaston. Yes. <laughs> no one Sorry, I'm done. <laughs> I on. No one's chest is incredible. That's Gaston. <laughs> so I, I think even here we can say we have ego present because we have to put on a conversation. I, as an introvert, have to step into more extrovert um, concepts and behaviors. So I, as an ex introvert, will take on a persona of being able to have this conversation, being able to share with you, and and that takes on a different nuance than when would I you call that private space. What? Would you call that an alter ego? I mean, I it was funny as I was doing research for this concept. Something that kept coming up was the benefits of alter ego and what an interesting word an alter ego the concept you know you've got superman who's very divided batman um but they have alter egos and and the benefit of an alter ego is you can adorn a different sort of person based on the needs of any given situation so it's an interesting thought process and concept to begin with and again all ways that's beneficial, right? In this, we, the way we're speaking of ego right now, we're speaking of it in a very beneficial kind of way, are we not? Um, mm -hmm. The reality is we have to have some ego, we do, to be successful, to be, to do what we do, to get up here and talk. Like Lisa said, we, there's gotta be some ego here and, and it's not hurting us. Um, when does it become dangerous? I'm curious. You start to, I would say, weaponize um, your personality traits. Um, and that can be hard to sometimes catch because, again, we're speaking about ego here and this is who you are. It's really hard sometimes to get outside of yourself and catch when you are, again, 
doing something uh, like like for example weaponizing some of your characteristic traits and i did something i completely forgot to do something and we've had people saying happy tuesday to us tara yeah. uh, tara ridgeway said happy tuesday donna the joe said happy tuesday happy tuesday everybody um i just want to remind everybody to please comment we are we want to hear from you as you're watching please 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 give back to the conversation we are monitoring the chat and we do want to hear from you forgot to do that so what were you saying jerome <laughs> we were speaking about weaponizing your characteristic traits um yeah when when embracing your ego when that becomes dangerous um doing things such as that is really I, w I was going to add, um, I don't know what I was watching, but something recently about like, you know, influencer culture, um, entrepreneur culture, like streamer culture, essentially you are monetizing your personality out there for the world. And you're like, who you are is the product essentially. And I think a lot of life coaches, they'll see, we were, I was trying to do a Tony Robbins impression earlier, but they'll see influencers who are also coaches who are putting themselves out there to become famous and not a lot of people are prepared to start, I guess, capitalizing on their own image and trying to sell that image to bring people in as clients. So that's one way where ego, it's all about ego, essentially, when you try to sell yourself, you know, on social media and make yourself an influencer and then trying to get that following to bring in business. And then things get really weird when your ego and your personality have actual effects on your business, who you are, what you can say on social media, what you can and can't normally do. And people aren't really prepared for that sometimes. Yeah. And to add a little bit to that, the influencer culture, I'm so glad you brought that up because another way that ego can be dangerous is when that image whether it's on or off of social media becomes an over glorification of you versus the world it's like this is who i am and it becomes almost a competition to be better than people as opposed to respecting the differences between people and perspectives so when it's so when you look at life as like oh i gotta protect myself at all costs when ain't no threat present that's toxic well yeah i mean that's as well we can delve into the psychology there <laughs> but um that brings me uh, brings up a great point is this the concept of ego there's a concept it's called ego strength um and what that is is the the definition of that is it basically a, somebody's ability to maintain their identity to maintain, know who they are and know who they are completely and wholly. And um, um, this is a place where ego can become very beneficial. And I also think it's something that's very important when you're out there putting yourself out there because you have to put yourself out there and know who you are. You can't be wishy-washy when your people will jump on that in a minute. <laughs> you know, you have to be committed and believe in what it is, your product you're presenting. And yes, I agree, Sam, you can do that without knocking down others, without we can all exist in the, in the same space and, and, and appreciate what one another is doing. But it's that concept of, of knowing who you are and how important it is and how authenticity, how important it is to be authentic when you put yourself out there and real. Because if you're wishy-washy and all, you know, yes to everything and, and you don't have a 
for me, that's a mess. I would never want to work with that person. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Can I, can I throw a, uh, can I throw a wrench in there really quickly? Do on it. That? Let's say that you are a wishy-washy person and you know you're a wishy-washy person working through that. There's a or, difference. You're in, using your wishy-washy to your advantage. You're, you're, <laughs> you're, you're real in your wishy-washy. And that is so strong. Now, whether that's wise, that's subject for discussion depending on who's watching you. But it's like, I'm Mr. Wishy-Washy and I'm working no, I'm out. Not, but at least he knows more. who he is. I mean, at least he knows who he is at that point. Uh-huh. But does that make him Wishy-Washy? Because he's committed. So that's hard. That's hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a, a in, in, in fighting itself at that point. Um, yeah. I'm committed to being uncommitted. Um, <laughs> um, uh, which is just kind of funny. <laughs> so, But that's, but, I don't know, my philosophy, though, like where, where this kind of runs into a wall for me is, is I, 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 it's like, I could call myself an anti-labelist, but the moment I did that, I would be an oxymoron. So I don't (laughs) do that. um, But I, I, I'm very committed and very uh, endowed or very, we will fight to the death for my right to be whoever I want at any given moment. Um, And that can change. Right. But for me, I I find that consistency for me is a very good thing. Um, But I also support somebody else's right to change, to to be a different person today than they were yesterday and to not have to, you know, be second guessed the whole way. Um, I think that we as people can be anything at any time. And and I think there's something beautiful about that. So um, that's where I get a little it gets hard because I want people to be able to just be whoever. But that's that authentic piece. As long as you're being authentic, you know what I mean. Uh, but then again, being, oh but now my question is: What if being inauthentic is, is part of who you are? I know that's what I'm saying, but who am I to judge? I can't because what if that's who I quit? I quit. I'm out of here. <laughs> so, so taking this even to another direction, are you the same person at work as when you go home? Well, that. So this is an interesting. Well, I work there. from home, so. Wow. Okay. Well. So, so I, can argue, I can argue with you, Anthony. I can argue with you. You are not the same person because when I talk with you, you are forced to talk. And you don't want to talk. <laughs> you are stepping up into letting that ego be present and sustain you in that moment that you and I have to have a conversation. I noticed mm-hmm. I used the word have to. <laughs> um, I'm generally my preferred state of existence is just like keep my head down. I don't talk to anybody and I just get the work done. But then you know that's not really how work works. What is that your habit? I mean, that's your work personality? You're also... Which one's you? The, so, but, but that's like that's a, so. This is a good. This is I think. Is am I frozen or is it just? Anthony? No, you're, you're good. good. You're good. Okay. So, um, so with regard to that, the with there's, uh, it's another book. I bring it up all the time. But words that change minds. It's sort of based in what it's based in is is talks about how personality tests are kind of silly because a lot of times they don't take into account that we as people are different in every situation that we're in. I could be different when I'm talking to Sam than I am when I'm different when I'm talking to Sam and Jerome and then different when I'm talking to Sam at work than I, when I'm talking to Sam on a live. And like I as a person can have a lot of flex and change in my personality based on what I'm doing and in that kind of space. 
which which I mean it's interesting you can't discount that you can't and, and is it fair for us to say that somebody is ego soft instead of ego strong right <laughs> um because they are somebody who's very sort of changey but where I struggle with that is I need consistency in people I'm around otherwise I don't know what to do with them I'm like well i think go ahead (laughs) i think that if we can make a clear distinction on whether someone is the someone is comprised of the actions that they are in work versus the actions that they are in their house versus the actions that they are in school i was going somewhere with that it flew away but what i'm trying to say is are we basing who someone is based on their actions in a given place? Or is there something else that really defines Anthony as Anthony and Lisa is Lisa, Jerome is Jerome and Brooke is Brooke. Like who are you? Now we're getting deep. We're getting deep, man. (laughs) Five life coaches walk into a room. (laughs) So I'm for the opinion. This is an opinion of mine that there is no real Anthony per se. There's not like a, oh, Anthony's the way he is at work. But the real Anthony is when he's sitting in an empty room by himself with nothing else going on or no interaction or whatever going on in my mind. The real Anthony is just the collection of all of my actions mm-hmm. and the internal stuff going on in my head. And that only means anything to myself at the end of the day, because I'm stuck with being in my own brain, um, just like everybody else is. Um, and I'm very skeptical of people who tell me like, oh, the, I need to find the real me because I don't feel like I'm the real me elsewhere, where that's fine to think, but when somebody tells me that, I'm like, no, that that is the real you, and everything else is the real you. It's all real, um, and even if you feel like you're being fake, you're still doing something that like, is an action. That brings me to this sort of the union kind of concept in this, and that's that shadow moment, that 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 moment that ego steps in to protect parts of ourselves when we feel i think when we feel like we aren't being ourselves it's often because we are behaving out of characteristic of our values of like the way that we have defined ourselves the way that our ego has defined itself and when we deviate from that is when we start to go i'm not acting like brooke i don't know who that person is and that's that's the shadow work right that's when you that that concept of shadow work Going, okay, let's explore that so that then maybe you can face the parts of yourselves that you don't like and realize that's a part of you too and be able to manage that. Um, but I mean, you're right to be skeptical because it's somebody who is clearly not, hasn't really, they're not taking, I guess, full responsibility at that point, really, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, Sam, I, you look like you've got something to screw in there. Girl, you got me about to jump out my chair, but. What you said as far as values is concerned, I think that's so, I I love it so much because when I think of who the real person is, I think deeper than just values and the word that pops up for me is foundation. Like who do you rest upon come hell or high water? 
And what are the non-negotiable strong powers that your life is built upon? And from that, what do you value at that point? Cornerstones, right? Like the cornerstones. <laughs> Not that there only has to be four. You know, you have a lot of corners. <laughs> um, but yeah, that corners, those, those quintessential pinnacle things that are going to support the rest of you. But we often things happen and, and what happens is we get beaten up you know we're growing up and people tell us not to act like that not to do that we hang out with this people and we we start to second guess who we are and that's when we become ego soft right mm. and and that's when we start to just sort of behave like what you know birds of a feather and you maybe aren't working and living within your true self at that point uh which at the beginning of this anthony defined ego as self again this is good ego work Knowing who you are is good because in that you're going to, when that ego comes up, that's a big sign that, oh my God, it's here for a reason. I'm here for a reason. That means something is not jiving, <laughs> right? And that's a time to do some real like internal work with yourself. It's a big sign. Yeah. Um, that, that, that work of who, who am I? If nobody told me who I was, it's that, that self-defining uh, direction and ownership of what you want your beliefs and ideals to be the cornerstones like you're talking about Brooke exactly yeah there's a um there's this concept it's called um Enneagram which is an interesting I've brought it up it's something that I've kind of obsessed with for a while and so it brings up the concept of vice versus virtue and it divides us as people very much how we're sort of divided into two things but what's interesting about it is it discusses how um eventually your vice your virtue virtue will be what destroys you and what holds you back essentially because what'll happen is you're going to define yourself as one thing i'm going to define myself as an overachiever right i'm an overachiever i'm an overachiever and i live within this space for so long that that what happens is all these other things start to go awry and i'm missing out on other parts of my personality um, because I am an overachiever. They say that overachievers are, are prone to sort of exaggeration because they want to appear like they're doing better. Like they want to appear like they're doing great. They're prone to not asking for help. They're prone to these kind of things that overachievers do. When it, so you're, you're this great thing about yourself that maybe has gotten you so far eventually will become sort of the thing that holds you back. And what's cool about that is when you explore that space, and sort of break down it, break it down and start to realize, oh my gosh, this is where, how my ego has held me back. I can explore it. And now I can be this other person and do that shadow work kind of thing, this other side of myself and, and become a whole human being at that point. Um, it's just, it's a very cool concept that sort of, it's very simplistic. Again, we're much more complicated. <laughs> um, uh, it's, it's just, it's one of those ways that I like that concept of, 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 it's living in, as something, but then breaking it down and becoming the other side of yourself, finding the good and the bad, the, the light and the dark, and realizing that there is, it does exist um, on both sides. So, <laughs> um, it's quiet now. We're very quiet. Everybody's deep in thought. We're thinking. Um, Again, five life coaches are in a room. And, uh, <laughs> we're not even talking about the chat. And this, we, uh, and this is the life coaching. Everywhere. This is when we get to just talk. So it's nice. <laughs> well, let's bring it. Let's bring it into life coaching. I mean, that's what we're helping the clients figure out who they are in that space and providing that safe space. So in coaching 
they identify what works for them, what doesn't work for them, and make changes that they want to make. But one cannot exist without the other. As you were talking about that yin and yang, the white and the dark, one cannot exist without the other, that all are part of the same whole. So when we think about coaching and who we're coaching, us being aware of this and doing our internal work through this is also very beneficial when we're ready to help that client. That client's going to want they don't, a lot of the times they don't know what they're coming in for. They'll tell you one thing, but in the end, they're working on some shadow work or what they're identifying as their ego and, and how it uh, doesn't serve them. Finding out how it does serve them is equally as important. I would, I would, yeah, I want to say that, that as you were sharing, I was thinking, I was going to ask you guys for, you know, five life coaches in a room, how much, um, or how often is what we're really working with our clients about ultimately about confidence? I would say most of the time (laughs) about confidence, right? Yeah. Almost, almost a hundred percent. And what, I mean, you could say confidence is that ego strength, right? That, that I have the the confidence to to make these decisions and realize this is what's right for me. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's, I think, what like even looking at us all of us being certified slash credentialed life coaches we all have we've all exemplified that ego strength by virtue of the fact that we're here (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely Mm -hmm. um brooke to go further with that confidence thing about like how most clients like coach about confidence i would be even more specific to say i mean in my experience with some of my clients and people I've seen coaching, it's in, and this is all, this applies to new coaches too. It's incorporating the identity of being a coach into your ego. And from the very early on parts, people, there's an, there's like an issue going on where they have them, their idea of themselves here, the coach is over here and there's this gap. And it seems like a very large gap to a lot of people. Like that's not me. How do I, how do you I know, get, get how do I get there so that I'm a coach and? Um, well, yeah, that's the new coach. Like I, I, they, so many of them don't feel good enough, right? Mm-hmm. And they're like, I don't know if I'm good enough to get out there and, and coach people. I don't know, and it drives me nuts because I'm like, you're asking questions. They have all the answers. They're coming through the door with every answer. You don't need to give them any. But isn't there something more? Don't I have to have the voice of Tony Robbins? <laughs> I would say this is a really this is a great space when embracing your ego is going to be beneficial as a coach. So understanding mm-hmm. that you do have the ability to go out and you're not perfect. We all should understand that, but you do have um, just kind of what Brooke was mentioning. You do have enough, you do have the tools to be a good coach. And maybe if it's not, maybe it's not, maybe you go out there and you're like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing, mm-hmm. um, but get out there and do it. And you know what? You're going to get that. It's going to happen. It'll ha- If you get out and do it, it's going to be the more you sit there and think about it. Right? <laughs> um, but that's, that's, it's okay to not know what you're doing. Just get out there. But, I think I think even if you're scared, even if your your ego is saying don't do it, uh, it's about pushing through that, right? It's about getting past that. Is that getting past your ego at that point? Because is, um, is the ego stopping you? 
I, th I think it is the ego that's stopping them. It's the fear that is preventing them. And, and then that overthinking analytical side of it that says, who am I to tell that person? See, that's what you already commented. I'm not telling anybody what to do. And that's that, that deviation and that disconnect of what coaching is we are not telling our clients what to do then the next question they get is well, how do you how do you know how to ask those questions i i don't even know what questions to ask where do you get all those questions Can I, <laughs> and, and honestly you, when you're just getting into this ego persona of what coaching is and what coaching does when you are living, breathing, sleeping, and practicing the process, it comes organically. You are interested in what that other client, uh, what that client is saying. You are interested. You don't have to be interesting. I heard this like That's 10 years ago, that statement. Mm -hmm. and, and it's an incredible statement because it gives us permission that we don't have to be the performer in this moment, that we just have to be there holding safe space. I call it sacred space because we are holding that space and helping that client find their identity, let's say, or compassion or um, next move, what they want to uh, experiment with, whatever direction we're going with that. Yeah. I, I want to say that. The, we, oh, go ahead, Sam. You go, go first. Yeah, there, there, there was just something that when y'all were talking about the ego protecting us as new coaches i i don't know how many coaches are actually in the room right now that are in the chat but when you are when you keep in mind that the ego is there to protect us from something and that thing in the new coaches space is looking stupid or looking bad or asking the wrong questions when you go out there and you make that mistake you realize number one the ego was protecting you from something that was pretty small and in that you might not get all the answers to who you are but at least you figure out really fast what you're not and that's a failure for making a mistake because i screwed up during a coaching session this morning i'll admit it I asked, I cheerleaded on. I was like, good job. And I was like, oh, shoot, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> Listen, when, when the grenade went off, nobody died. So, <laughs> right? if so if you're afraid of like an explosion of dead bodies because you made a mistake in coaching, oh proverbial, uh, not literal, figure, <laughs> yes. not literal dead bodies. We don't do that here. Um, <laughs> Y'all ain't a failure because you go out there making mistake. Just make the mistake and realize, huh, it wasn't that bad. And what's my ego protecting me from? It's it's well, two really quick. One of the things I would say is there's nobody's life on the line. Like there's no fires right now. There's nobody. We're not. If we're in a space where we're having to save somebody's life, we're not doing coaching. Something is wrong. <laughs> something is very very wrong. You are doing something else. I guarantee you. <laughs> um, but uh, so, so take a deep breath and realize that the, the client has all the answers. They're in control and they're going to go out and do whatever they want when they leave. None of it is up to you. So, um, 
but one thing I wanted to, I was thinking about this because one of the things we say in class, and I think it's kind of a misnomer now that we're talking, or we're having this discussion is we talk about how we're ego out there beforehand to get people in the door. But once the door shuts, boom, our ego goes away. But I don't think our ego can go away at that point. And I don't think it should. I think the ego is there to be ego strong, to know who we are, know that we're coaches, know what our job is, and to know that we can check all that things going on in here so that we can be curious and interested and be that blank slate and that mirror. I think that, that it's important to know who you are and to not have to be giving that advice and to know that you're a coach so that you can coach better. And that's where ego is good for your coach, right? Am I wrong there? <laughs> nah, you ain't told no lie. <laughs> I think it, it, it's a really possibility of enhancing if, if we're saying on the side that is growth filled support with our clients versus not going on the fear-based side of things it can be very beneficial it, it, right we're not we're not in inducing the amygdala hijacking concept we're we're inducing questions and curiosity and pushing ourselves to be more curious with what our clients are asking in a calm state Anthony, what is it called when you take a word and you put AL at the end of it? Like, like judgment, judgmental, ego, ego, maniacal. Like, like, you know, like. Um, it's an affect. You're like affixing an affect to like change the word from like a noun to an adjective. We're changing from a noun to an adjective. Yeah. Because, well, yeah. It's, ego, so egotistical. It's noun to adjective. Ego, ego is not a bad thing. Ego maniacal is bad. So when it becomes an adjective, it's a bad for you. Judgment is not bad. Judgmental is bad, um, which is just an interesting. And when it becomes a trait at that point, I guess, uh, is when you should check yourself. There's a word that brings um, comes to mind in all of this for me when we're talking about ego strength and, and knowing who you are. And that's awareness and that's self-awareness. And it just seems like this is something that resonates in like almost every conversation is how critical self-awareness is uh in 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 just in life <laughs> to be i mean but who might judge who's being successful and who's not but uh, for me to be successful self-awareness is critical there we go that's what i'm gonna say <laughs> may not be for others <laughs> um, did you know though like when we're talking about self-awareness and the self Ego is a Latin word. It liter the literal translation is I. That's it. Mm. When you say I, it's just ego. It's the same exact thing. There's no meaningful difference. Um, That's cool. So when we're talking about self-awareness, you're talking about ego awareness. Whenever you refer to the self or I, there it is. That's ego. And um, I strength. I like that too. Like I strength. If I'm I strong, like it's... I know who I am. I am comfortable in it. I am good with my in my own skin. Um, I'm grateful because there have been times. I mean, I I think I was lucky enough to sort of know who I was to some degree younger, but um, than some others in that regard. But just to sort of like be comfortable in my own skin, like that's that's a nice thing to be just unafraid of of being me, <laughs> um, even though I'm a goofy spaz. Uh, <laughs> I feel like all of us in some way shape or form are all goofy we just don't want to show it oh I'll, I'll show it i'm no shame <laughs> anthony even you even you <laughs> well and that's yeah. interesting too 
When we are showing, it's interesting how, because what we do is we create these walls, right? We get hurt along the way and we build walls and we, we change who we are and we stop behaving in ways that, that are authentic to ourselves. And it's, it becomes this thing that when we, when we can find a group of people or somebody that we can be our true self with, where we can show them all the sides of ourselves, it's this tremendous vulnerability that happens, right? But it's also a space of tremendous trust and, and building of, of connection between two people is when you feel like you found a, a space where you can truly be you. Um, that's a very powerful space to be in. And that's actually something we try to teach our coaches to, to create. Um, I think it's one of the things that is uh, overlooked the, the benefits of having a coach is that safe space where you can walk in the door and be 100% you and you're not going to, let's do this. It's you. We were curious. We want to know. Um, because I think most people feel like in the world that we have to adorn the alter ego based on where we're at uh, and who we're around. I mean, you can always be weird like me and just stand in the middle of a road and let your weird flag fly. And by doing that, you give other people permission to be who they are too, because in a world of mass, they found the one person that didn't have one. Fly your freak flag high. Fly your freak flag high. (laughs) I myself am strange and unusual. But that's, but that's where that, that like, one of the I was question I wrote, I wrote down to ask you guys to sort of recap the end of this is how do we empower others to be ego strong? How do we, what can we do as not just coaches, but as human beings to empower others to be ego strong, to be themselves? Give yourself a go. Who's, who was starting? That was you, Jerome. Yeah. I was just going to say it's, it's, I think it's important to bring your realization that prioritizing of oneself as opposed to the potential backlash or whatever you want to call it coming from those that you know you're trying to i guess um, go ahead and project a different personality type or you know kind of hold back on who you are as a person when it comes to projecting that ego Um, i think prioritizing the benefit of being and setting setting yourself settling into that ego um, understanding that outweighs the uh, potential pitfalls of maybe like we're talking about being goofy, being a little embarrassing at sometimes. And that one random person who you'll probably never ever see again might say something under their breath. Who cares? You know, I think understanding that uh, pri- that priority of, you know, being yourself as opposed to, again, the potential pitfalls and understanding that is, is really important in that space. Yeah. And to piggyback off of what you said, as far as the people you'll probably never see again, listen, I'm not old at all, but the longer that I've watched people, the more I realize that people are predominantly more concerned about their own stuff than they ever will be. Mm -hmm. So with Mm -hmm. that, like, I guarantee you within a month's time, y'all are going to forget that I had a gray shirt underneath this cardigan or not me. See Not now me. that I said it, of course, now you're gonna make an effort to no, say no, that. no. I have a I have a superpower. <laughs> oh, there's that ego from both of y'all. There no, is an ego, but I do. I have a weird, weird superpower where I have a nearly eidetic memory for what people wear. <laughs> I'm sending a reminder for myself in Slack to remind me in like a year. Yeah, <laughs> 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 
I think I will know Anthony is wearing a black shirt. I can yeah, almost see it. <laughs> a black shirt. That's just yeah. what it's going to be. Because <laughs> I have no sense of self or identity. I don't share anything, you know, by what right. I wear. I That's why you shirt. impersonated Tony Robbins. Uh, yeah. But, <laughs> so, I have I have some really wonderful clients that I have worked with in the history of me and 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 recurrently, and many of them are you know definite history makers in in the sense of who they are, how they represent themselves, and who they interact with, and they're very humble people. They are amazingly humble, and the difference humble versus the ego that helps you be in this space there's it's not being what's the opposite of humble in, in humble unhumble but anthony what's my proper term bravado unhumble <laughs> what is it you know so what's the opposite so being in humble you can still be in the side of the ego that shares your message, that shares your uniqueness, that shares who you are um, out there in the world, finding your voice. It's really important that we hear your voice. We, we encourage our clients as much as possible for their voices to be heard. You've got something to say. Being humble allows us to hear it in a way that we are uh, able to absorb the information versus somebody who is egotistical, as we were talking a few moments ago. A lot of the time, somebody in that egotistical space, we can't hear what they're saying because we're not in alignment with that. But somebody in their humble place, having a voice is really important. And a lot of the times, that's what we're helping our clients do, find their voice and still maintaining their ability to feel like they're in their humble behavior. One of the um, qualities of a good leader, and one of the the the, if you know if you've ever taken a class in negotiation strategy or anything of that, one of the first things they'll tell you is to never walk in a room and tell people what to do, but to walk in a room and ask everybody's opinion, to walk in the room and and talk to every person, to know their name, to address them, and to get their input and feedback before you ever present your idea or your concept, you first take the time to listen and acknowledge others and their, their, their feedback, their importance, their opinion. And that's where that, that humble comes in because it's the, the person that, that isn't willing to listen to others that thinks they have all the answers that, that is going to tell and get, you know, there, that is immediate for me, a big red flag. Um, the person I respect is the person that walks in the room and goes, how are you? What's going on? Do you have feedback or input? What 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 are we missing here? How can we? What can you do? What you know, that the person is going to address everybody else and, and get their feedback before telling everybody else what to do. And that's for me quality something very strong in leadership, um, and something I look for in a leader. Uh, furthermore, too, there there there's an amazing saying. Well, we say this: believe in yourself all the time. And I, I've seen this. Though I love that when you break it down and you can erase the 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 whole the leave and the in and the self and you can just leave it at be you, and I love that concept of just be you being you. But it's so scary and so hard to do. And I think the way that we as people 
can help others to be themselves, right? To do that is to, to, to give them a safe space, to ask them who they are, to ask for their feedback, to, to, even if somebody's quiet, talk to them, (laughs) you know what I mean? And realize that, that have that conversation and, and for a moment, check your ego, right? (laughs) So that you can listen to others. Um, But that's not checking your ego. I think that that's your ego being strong enough not to have to force yourself on anybody else or to force your opinions or force your anything on anybody else. Well, to check your shadow is what we're really, you're really talking about is check that shadow piece that feels like it's got to defend its position, the the piece that's got to protect itself, that fear-based insecurity that's the piece that we're saying check. I mean, one of the spaces that that if you're talking politics, right? It's maddening. You look oh at them, they, people, it's like they don't they are not ever gonna listen to the other. It's a matter of principle. But if everybody just sort of stopped and went, Hey, let's talk, like what what's your what, why is this? But no, but you don't ever see people like actually they they have debates, they don't have conversations, right? They don't have and it's it's maddening. Like, no, I'm a sh- oh no, I'm not gonna say that. Not on this live. <laughs> um, and so it just it's like if you just take a moment and go, hey, let's talk and and actually listen, be a coach, actually listen to what that person has to say. Um uh I think it could be a tremendous way to empower others to be themselves. Mm. You think yeah. Vladimir Putin needs a life coach? Did we go there? We just went there. I, he won't listen. He's we got the shadow right. showing up. I can't believe we just I went there. He needs a lot more than a life coach. <laughs> yeah. We're sending our uh, I think. best support, best energy to those who are connected and suffering through that process. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, just great. Got- Dog. Okay, let's pivot and step out of Putin. <laughs> just my my ego is going off on the inside right now. I just want to yeah. like <laughs> my my my. <laughs> um, it's one, of, but there's an, a phrase that I've used with Lisa many times: is a, a lion doesn't have to tell you it's a lion. Um, <laughs> Yes, it you does. just know, it right? It's there. You just know. <laughs> um, so the moment you're in a room and somebody's like, "I'm a lion," you're like, no, you're not. <laughs> you're a little kitty cat. <laughs> Isn't that like a quote from Tywin from like Game of Thrones or something like that? Uh, it's been around longer than that. I, know I, that. I remember Tywin says that to Jamie in like one of the first episodes. I was like, "That's right." Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think you're right, Anthony. I think I remember that, but it's true. I mean, anybody that has ever said that aloud, it does not resonate. The moment somebody somebody says to you, you should trust me, you're like, oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) We we shouldn't have to announce what we are and who we are. It should just be, be the change you want to see in the world. Be the change you want to see in yourself. I was going to say on the opposite end, sometimes just saying I'm a life coach, just put it out there. Yes, it's true. If you like work your way and try to like figure out like the best way to like, how do I start being a life coach? Just start saying you're a life coach. That's it. it. You know, fake it till you make it. Like smile, Mm -hmm. even when you're feeling crappy and it's going to make you 
feel better. It just is. Not even that. I'm talking about the people who've already graduated from our classes who are certified life coaches or certified coaches. You're already there. You're already a coach. You did. Tap into that ego. Tap into that ego. We have two minutes left, guys. You got to. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Okay. The ego is just that. It's the ego. It's you. Whether it is good, whether it is bad, it really depends on if you're weaponizing it, if you're looking at this as a means to combat people who might think differently from you. Once you start looking at, oh, I'm better than you. I am a lion. You should trust me. And you start overreacting to perceived threats without really looking at them that's when ego is bad there's a difference between having an ego problem and just simply having an ego have an ego explore the ego be aware of the road that you're on so you don't drive over potholes and you will be fine stop trying to push the ego down and push the ego side figure out what's going on with that and work with it that's all I got. I'm going to just to tap into that really quick. I'm just going to say that I'm just looking at the camera for this. <laughs> um, you're good enough, right? Whoever you are, whatever it is, you are good enough. And um, you don't even have to believe that you're good enough. You just are. <laughs> Period. Um, and I, that, that is all I'm going to say. Is that you're you are good enough you're good enough. i don't care what you want to do but you're good enough to do it i mean except for maybe perform brain surgery or rocket science you might need some schooling um, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you can't just figure out what the next step is <laughs> good enough for that <laughs> i will say um just kind of piggybacking off both brooke and also anthony um, do it. Call yourself a life coach. I know I struggled with that early on. Um, all the way up until honestly, we started doing uh, coaching sessions within the Institute, um, with some of our alumni, one, our wonderful alumni, um, just doing it, taking that first step really is just, it's the start of that confidence that you need to continue and, um, you know, get out and finally be able to no longer have that, uh, disconnect between you and who you say you are. So I think taking that first step is, you can't really explain it um, in words, I don't think, but doing it, taking it, you can feel it, you understand it, and you understand how critical it is to do so. I can tell you about my first step. Oh my gosh, it was a crazy experience. I have absolutely no idea what happened in that session. <laughs> that session, I was so terrified <clears throat> and, and it, became that I, as you're saying, enough, I was enough for them in that moment. And that experience, asking, you know, that basic framework that we stick to in level one, the additional pieces that we learn from level two, but just level one, running with that information, while I don't really remember what occurred in that first session, my first session, my clients had to ask me to create that next appointment. What does that tell me? It means I was enough. It was enough for them to want more, 
for them to do their work. Get out there and do it. Do the do. Do the do. Mm-hmm. Anthony? Uh, my final thought? Um, I'm not an ego realist, so this is going to be a little bit different, but if you're trying to find yourself or discover the real you, it's probably not going to work out too well because I don't believe in a self to find. But the benefit is you get to determine who you are. You get to build this ego and the self and this image of who you want to be throughout your entire life. You get to do this. So instead of trying to find who you really are, become who you want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom. There it is. I love that. Preach it. I mean, I love that because it gives, you have permission to be whoever you want at any moment. Like you can be anything you want at any given moment. I love that because build that, do what you need to do. Just do it. I mean, uh, and you're not stuck being something you don't want to be. All it takes is you to change it. That's it. Um, So that's all we've got for this. Ego is good. Be ego strong. Figure out who you are. <laughs> Even though Anthony, in whatever way, there's, there's not a good way to say it that would make Anthony happy. Build who you are. How about that? Create you who you are. Become the creator of your own ego, <laughs> your own sense of self. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and you don't have to listen to anybody else in that process. Do what's right for you. Um, Thank you guys so much for watching. Thank you to so all of the awesome comments. Happy Mardi Gras, uh, everybody out there. I hope you're all not getting too wasted and you're enjoying good food. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for watching. Make sure you guys check out Certified Life Coach Institute. If you guys like this, make sure you share it, comment, do all of that good stuff. We appreciate the support. We need your support. So please, please do. Also, um, uh, if you guys have any questions, leave them in the chat. We will respond to you and check out Certified Life Coach Institute. And we do this every Tuesday at 4 o'clock Pacific Standard Time. So check us out next week. All right. Ciao, ciao. Bye-bye. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning into today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.